Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who was leaving on a trip. He called his servants and handed his possessions over to them. To one he gave five valuable coins, and to another he gave two, and to another he gave one. He gave to each servant according to that servant's ability. Then he left on his journey. After the man left, the servant who had five valuable coins took them and went to work doing business with them. He gained five more. In the same way, the one who had two valuable coins gained two more. But the servant who had received the one valuable coin dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five valuable coins came forward with five additional coins. He said, Master, you gave me five valuable coins. Look, I've gained five more. His master replied, Excellent. You are a good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I'll put you in charge of much. Come celebrate with me. The second servant also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two valuable coins. Look, I've gained two more. His master replied, Well done. You are a good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, and I'll put you in charge of much. Come celebrate with me. Now the one who had received one valuable coin came and said, Master, I knew that you are a hard man. You harvest grain where you haven't sown. You gather crops where you haven't spread seed. So I was afraid, and I hid my valuable coin in the ground. Here you have what's yours. His master replied, you evil and lazy servant. You knew that I harvested grain where I haven't sown and that I gather crops where I haven't spread seed. In that case, you should have turned my money over to the banker so that when I returned, you could give me what belonged to me with interest. Therefore, Take from him the valuable coin and give it to the one who has ten coins. Those who have much will receive more, and they will have more than they need. But as for those who don't have much, even the little bit they have will be taken away from them. Now take the worthless servant and throw him outside into the darkness. People there will be weep weeping and gnashing their teeth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And let us pray. O holy God, continue now to pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Then in these moments, we will continue to hear your word of love and grace and truth as you speak it to each one of us. Take from us, O oh God, any distractions that we might hear your voice alone. For we pray it in Jesus' precious name, amen. You might have heard the story of the two Presbyterians who were stranded on a desert island. Things didn't look good. There was no food, no fresh water, no shelter, no method of communication. 
one thought for sure that they would perish, that this is where they would die. But interestingly, the other one looked cool and calm and collected. He was sitting under a palm tree, totally relaxed. His friend said, what's going on? Why are you so relaxed? He said, don't you get it? I make a million dollars. I tithe to my church. I give 10% back. Next Sunday is Stewardship Sunday at my church. My minister will find me. <laughs> you got to watch out for those ministers. I so love this morning's scripture that Toby read so beautifully and that Stacy did a wonderful job interpreting for the children and for all of us. The story of a master going on a journey and how before he goes, he entrusts a portion of his property to three of his servants. This portion of his wealth, his belongings, here referred to as talents. It's given to the three that they might be faithful stewards and care for it with wisdom and with skill. In Jesus' day, a talent was an enormous sum equivalent to two years of wages. To the first, he gives five talents, ten years worth of wages. To another, he gives two. To the third, he gives one. The master then leaves for the journey. Is it a month, a year, ten years? We don't know. Matthew says he went away for a long time. And when he returns, he gathers his servants to settle the accounts. He wants an accounting of how they have used and invested the talents that he's entrusted to them. The one given five has doubled them to ten. The one given two doubled his as well. They hear those words from the master that are so sweet. Well done, good and faithful servant. Words we so long to one day hear. But the servant, given a single talent out of fear, dug a hole in the ground and buried it. He played it safe. He didn't want to lose that one talent and have nothing all to give to his master upon his return. So he digs back up that one talent and he returns it to his master, who is not only disappointed, but angry. And he gives that talent, perhaps still with dirt on it from having been in the hole. He gives it to the servant who had been faithful and returned 10. And by his master, the empty handed servant is cast into the darkness. This passage overflows with so many spiritual lessons, and there are just three I briefly want to lift up. And here's the first. Almighty God entrusts talents to each of us. Now, in the parable, the servants each have a different amount of talents, but it is crucial to remember that the master entrusts some of his resources and possibilities to each one of them. There is not a servant in the story to whom he gives no talents. And in the same way, God entrusts unique and significant talents and gifts to everyone. Even those people you can't stand, who you always disagree with, 
and God also entrusts talents to you. God creates each person with potential. Each of us are endowed by our creator with gifts worth developing and celebrating and sharing. Some people draw plans for a cathedral. Some compose or play music for its organ. For others, their gift is to carve the stone or to build the road to the doorway. The spiritual truth is that God entrusts talents to each one of us. No person is without some gift or ability that is essential to the building. Sometimes the experiences of life cause us to question the value that we bring, the value of the talents and the gifts that have been entrusted to us. And when that happens to you, if, if it ever has or if it one day will, remember that your gifts, your talents are sacred. They are holy because they are entrusted to you by God. And no person, no moment of disappointment, no setback can change that. And remember from this parable that it's not how much talent we have that matters, but what we do with the talent that we have. God entrusts talents to each of us. Spiritual lesson number two, and this is the one I most hope you will hear. We often fail to use our talents out of fear. We often choose instead to play it safe. The pivotal player in this story is, of course, the servant given one talent who, out of fear, does not invest it or risk it or make use of it in any way at all, but instead buries it in the dirt. And when the master returns home from his journey, he views this servant as the one who has been lazy and wicked. Strong words, uncomfortable words to hear. And he casts him into the darkness. The master had entrusted the servant with something that was precious, an act of faith and boldness on the master's part. God has that kind of Faith in us. That's a sermon for another day, the statement of faith it is, regarding all that God entrusts to us. The master in this story expected that it would be used well, that it would be used for good. The servant feared he would make a foolish choice, that he would not know how to invest his single talent wisely, and that he would instead lose it and have nothing to offer back to the master upon his return, that he'd be empty-handed. He feared his master. He confesses this, Master, I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, can you imagine the embarrassment he felt? Take what's yours. Bible scholar William Barclay calls this parable the condemnation of the buried talent. When our earthly lives are over, I so pray that our obituaries will not talk about buried talents. 
all the things we could have done that we didn't, all the ways we could have loved that we never quite got around to. Just like the master in this story, God has expectations for us. And when out of fear we bury in the dirt the talents that God has entrusted to us and don't even try, we, we don't even risk, God is disappointed and God is angry. Some of you have personal retirement accounts and other financial investments. And if fear is the emotion which controls you as you manage and invest those talents, you have limited your potential reward. You don't need to be Warren Buffett or Jim Cramer to know that. And so it is in the life of faith, in the adventure of using and multiplying the talents that God has given you. There come those times when we are called by God to take risks. There come those times when we are called by God to make a joyful noise, a, a loud and bold noise. Perhaps you took a risk, a leap of faith, when you filled out your pledge card, your time and talent commitment, or you'll take a leap of faith when you fill it out in just a few minutes. Maybe you once took a risk when you joined an adult Bible study group or went on your first main work camp or decided to attend your first worship service as an adult. Your parents weren't taking you anymore. You were there because you took yourself. Maybe you took a risk when you practiced forgiveness Instead of holding a grudge, you took Jesus seriously about loving not only your neighbor, but your enemy, the one who's harmed you. Maybe you took a risk in giving God a chance, even though it felt like God had disappointed you or let you down. Or you took a chance in giving the church a chance. One believer prayed, God grant me the grace to be a risk taker in the service of Christ. And so as a steward of the life that's been given to you, are you playing it safe? Are you hedging your bets? Are you waiting for some future moment to come before you start living the life that you know you were created for? Or are you a risk taker in the service of Christ? Are you generously sharing the goodness, the years, the love, the talents, the treasure that God has entrusted to you? Are you using all of it, every precious moment of your life, to make a joyful noise unto the Lord? The third and final spiritual lesson is that talents are given to us by God for the specific purpose of bringing glory to God and serving our neighbors. If you have the gift of a beautiful voice, God gave you that gift that you might use it to bring glory to God and to serve your neighbor. 
If you have the gifts of teaching or of listening, of simply being good at being with someone during a time of crisis, God gave you those gifts to bring glory to God and to serve your neighbor. If you have been profoundly successful in your work and you have achieved more and even earned more than you ever thought would be possible, God gave you those gifts to bring glory to God and to serve your neighbor. Almighty God entrusts talents to each one of us. Sometimes we bury them in the dirt out of fear. We hedge our debts. We hedge our our bets. We play it safe. God gives us our talents for a very specific purpose. That purpose is not our own ego or agenda or popularity, our own comfort or familiarity. Talents were given to us by God for the specific, clear purpose of us using them in ways that will benefit God's kingdom to deploy them in a manner that will bring glory to God and that will serve our neighbor, and especially our neighbor who is in need. What I'm saying is we have been blessed to be a blessing. We have not been blessed to go live a life of fear. We have not been blessed to go bury those blessings in the dirt or forget about them or to use them to build up our own image or position or to build bigger barns. We have been blessed by God with life, with faith, with talents and possibilities that we might be a blessing and a benefit to God's kingdom. What a wonderful opportunity that is. And when I look out at this congregation with joy and gratitude, I say to you, God hasn't been stingy in the manner in which God has entrusted to you his talents. His talents. There's so much that God has lovingly entrusted to our care, our stewardship, our management. May we faithfully invest and multiply and share all that we have been given. Let us not hedge our bets or play it safe. Let us not wait for some future day to arrive before we start living the life God has created us for and calls us to. Let us begin today. Let us begin together right now.